What's up, podcast world? It's ad time. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends at SeedsHereNow.com. That's right. If you need new seeds in the garden, I highly recommend SeedsHereNow.com. Make sure to check out Crypto Wednesdays, James Bean's Secret Vault, and of course, the easy peasy credit card payment options at SeedsHereNow.com. Here we go. Welcome to the show, podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 730 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. I've got a great show lined up for you. Before we get to the main topic of today's podcast, let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you. Shout out to my friend Brian P. Let's send a big thank you. Shout out to Guido's Grow Room and Roll This Nug. I want to send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Stone Trout Bum and Roll Me One Kenobi. Let's send a big Rasta salute to my friend Noah N. Let's send a big thank you shout out to my buddy ADHD Grower. Let's send a big fist bump and a thank you shout out to Growing Tennessee. Let's send a special thank you shout out to OG Roach and the Devil's Weed. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to a longtime supporter, my buddy Know Me by My Guacamole. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to Grow Man Stan. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen. And you know, I do include a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends who do want to support the show. Truly, you guys, thank you for all of the support. It has been a great couple of months on Patreon. Uh, I've added a great coupon code this month for you. So really, thank you. I do appreciate that. Also, I do appreciate all of the response, the love, the support, and the encouragement for the previous episode with my buddy Clint. That episode's been out for a couple of days at the time of this recording, and everybody seems to be leaving positive comments, positive feedback. The emails have all been great, so thank you. I'm sure Clint is reading the comments. Clint, you're probably watching this. Fist bump, fist bump bro, you did a great job. You're welcome back on the show. Let's get some cool shit for you to talk about. Bring you back. The crowd likes you. You're a good friend. Let's get you on the podcast. All right, thank you guys for the great feedback. We do appreciate that. Clint does appreciate it also. If you've been following along, you may remember that recently I bought myself a new rig. It was recently my birthday. I did allocate a budget for myself to buy a new dab rig for my birthday. I bought a whole new setup. I got a dab rig. I got a banger. I got two carb caps. I got some turp pearls. I even got a new torch and a new dabber. I went all the way in. I got a nice case for it. Uh, once again, shout out to my friends at Positively Vibes for the uh, sweet hookup on the new rig. Anyway, I did talk about how it was taking me uh, a moment, a few dabs to get everything dialed in, learning the new temperature of the banger, uh, of a brand new banger, uh, learning the uh, when to drop the dab in, when to cap it, uh, just learning the function of a brand new rig and getting the right equipment uh, took me a moment. It took me a couple of days, maybe uh, three or four days to get everything uh, purchased, ordered, arrived, uh, cleaned up and in use and in action and test it and see what I like the best. 
I am happy to announce that I have got my new dab rig dialed in. It hits like a champ. It hits like a fucking Mack truck running at 100 miles an hour. It has knocked me on my ass a couple of times this week. I am happy to announce that rig works. So big shout out to my friends at Positively Vibes for making sure I got the perfect rig. Also big shout out to my shopping buddy, the person that went with me that day to make sure I had a great birthday and a great shopping experience. Thank you. That was a great day. Where do we go from there? Let's segue into a little bit more uh, cannabis related content. One of the things I wanted to talk about on this episode was simply be careful on social media. I have noticed that there are several Instagram accounts that are mimicking my Instagram account. I am Irie underscore genetics. That is me. That's the only account that I'm using. There is the Grow From Your Heart podcast account. There is the Rasta Jeff account. I rarely log into those just once in a while when I realize I've got so many messages I should check. Don't check those very often. Uh, I am Irie underscore genetics. I am not the other accounts. I'm not Irie dot genetics. I'm not Irie genetic dot S. I'm none of those accounts. Those accounts have been attempting to sell seeds to people on Instagram. I do not do that. Don't fall for the scam. Be very careful. Also, one of the things I wanted to talk about, somebody was telling me that they take great photos. Uh, they're a great grower, but they are afraid to post because of their location and their legality. Uh, and they don't really want their face out there. They just wanted their plants to be seen. My advice to them was just don't post, bro. If you really are that worried about it, if you're that sketched out about it, there's no need to post. If you're not going to put your face on there, if you're not going to link up with people and do business through the Instagram, which I don't recommend anyway, that's a good way to get robbed. That's a good way to get your money taken. If you're the buyer, the seller, it will go wrong for you if you're doing drug deals on Instagram. But if you're not trying to do something where you need to be known, remain anonymous, remain in the shadows. My friend is a, uh, a free market grower, allegedly, and nothing he does uh, gets left behind. It all goes somewhere. So I was like, bro, don't even post to social media. There's no need to open up that Pandora's box. If you're not out there, don't be out there. Uh, so be careful on social media. Something. One of the things I wanted to segue into was that our phones do put a lot of data in our photos. When we take a picture of something uh, with our iPhone, with our any phone we're using basically now, also our cameras will do it. I've got a high quality camera that tells me uh, exactly where I was, my coordinates when I took that photo. Your phone is marking down exactly where you are when you take that photo. You can go and if you open up your photos and you search on the map section in your photos, you can search via the map and you can see locations where photos were taken. I live in Pueblo. I can click on Pueblo. It shows all the pictures I took here. I go to Denver a lot. I can see all the pictures I took in Denver, all the pictures I took in Boulder, all the pictures I took in California, all the pictures I took in Oklahoma. I can see them all by category. All of my Meow Wolf pictures are already organized into a folder and I did not do it. The phone did that. It knew I was at Meow Wolf. So be careful when you're taking pictures because that data is stored in your phone. I don't know what you're going to do with that photo once you have taken it. I don't know how much of that data travels with that photo when you post it, but that data is in your phone. That data is there. That picture, the location, the time, the coordinates, it is all right there. So if that phone perhaps could land in the wrong hands or that info could land in the wrong hands, it could get you in some sort of trouble especially if you shouldn't be growing where you're growing, when you're growing, why you're growing, be very careful. Now, I don't, again, I am not the computer expert. I don't know about this part. I don't know how much uh, comes along with that photo when you post it. I don't know if Instagram gets the metadata. I don't know if uh, Facebook gets that data. I don't know if Cannabis gets that data. I don't know if any of those servers where we share our info, where we share the photos, I don't know if they get the data that is attached to that photo. Uh, with the new photos app on the iPhone, you can actually click on the photo and you can see all of the data. I can see 
the location, the time. I can see what settings my camera was on when I took the photo. If I dig deeper, I can probably see how far the subject was away, what my aperture setting was. I can tell a lot of stuff just digging into the phone just a little bit. That can be sketchy, so be very careful, you guys. If you're gonna take pictures with your phone, uh, if you're gonna post stuff, be very careful. There's a lot of data hidden. Also, not all accounts are your friends. I mentioned there are fake accounts of my brand, Irie Genetics. There are fake accounts of a lot of my friends' brands out there. Be very careful. Also, a lot of those people aren't real people. Uh, what would it take for law enforcement just to make an account that said, my name is whoever they wanted to be with a cool, catchy name and just jump into the community and they could, they could cause you problems if they wanted to. So be very careful on social media. Um, all of the other accounts that are not Irie Genetics are not me, so be careful. Be careful with email addresses. Be careful with websites. Be very careful. Also, be very careful where you are purchasing your seeds. I highly recommend you check my website, iregenetics.com. That's official. Or go to my Discord. Look for a link that will send you to my official vendors. There are uh, somewhere between 8 and 12 vendors. I don't remember what we've got up there now. We're going to do some editing soon, some shifting. But my website has a list of official vendors. Those people do have actual iRegenetics beans. They've been approved. I do know they're selling you good shit. Those companies have good customer service. They're reliable. If you're buying from anybody else, I can't make you any promises on what they are. I can uh, I can back up Dave. Uh, Dave's not here is a good dude. Those are actually iRegenetics beans. There are a few other people that I may be able to vouch for, but not uh, if they're not on the website and I don't say their name out loud at least a couple of times, I might not know who they are. They might not be selling my real seeds. There are a couple of brands, a couple of companies out there that just buy buckets of random seeds, put them in labels and tell you that they're my brand and sell them to you. They do it to a lot of other famous uh, popular brands. So be careful out there. Be careful where you are purchasing your seeds. I have a correction to make. In a previous episode, I was talking about uh, auto flower seeds. I talked about Daz. Yeah, that was a quick segue. I'm sorry if I lost you. I was in a previous episode. I was talking about Daz making auto flower seeds with some Irie Genetics lines. In that episode, I mentioned that to the best of my knowledge, it takes approximately five or six filial generations to create an auto flower line. Well, after conversation with Daz, I realized I'm wrong as shit, and I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to auto flowers, which is fine with me. I've admitted that. Uh, that's not what I'm into. But Daz says uh, he can make auto flowers by the third generation. They'll be solid auto. It'll start popping up in the second. It'll be locked in by the third. By that fourth generation, they're definitely auto flowers. So uh, I needed to correct that because I misspoke in a previous episode. Another thing I should mention is, in a previous episode, I mentioned that Seeds Here Now was getting a restock of seeds. Um, the United States Postal Service is taking their sweet fucking time with those boxes. So those uh, packages have not arrived at SeedsHereNow.com at the time of this recording. They are still in transit. So I do ask you, my friends, please be polite. Please be gentle with Seeds Here Now. Be patient with them. The order is on the way. It will get there. It takes them a few minutes to check that in. There's some work to be done. It doesn't just get checked in and sold. There's inventory, things to be counted, shit like that. Give my friends a minute. They do want to sell you the seeds. Nobody makes money with seeds sitting in boxes. They do want to sell them as soon as they've got the seeds available. They will take your money. But please, maybe I spoke too soon saying that they were going there because a lot of people message saying we want them now. Sorry, guys. Not there now. Wait patiently. They will get there. 
there's a lot going and we're going to do our best to not run out as frequently. We've got some things in place, making some upgrades and some changes. So be patient with my friends at Seeds here now. If they don't have what you want, if they don't have what you want in stock, that was harder to say than it looked. Just wait a little bit. They will get it. It's on the way. If they still don't, when they do get the restock, if the pack you're looking for didn't get stocked, message me. I'll add that to my list and replenish them. Get that over there. Where do we go from here? I am making selections. Today I made selections for the outdoor breeding run, which will happen this summer. Uh, no, I'm not going to tell you what I selected, but I am very excited to have made selections to put in the outdoor breeding run this summer fall season. I am stoked. I'll leak some info. I'll let you guys know what's going on in the near future. But I wanted to say that I'm super excited to have the outdoor plants prepared for the summer. And speaking of seeds, the feminized seed project is working. That's right. Uh, if you've been following along, you know that recently I made a batch of silver thiosulfate spray, which I used to reverse three female golden goat plants. Those three golden goat plants will be used to pollinate a lemon skunk and a platinum tangy. And of course, another golden goat, also several other female plants in the room that don't need to be mentioned right now. Uh, but my point is that the reversal is working. That uh, female plant is starting to make pollen sacs. I see the male parts on there. They're developing. Uh, the balls are nice and big. They're turning purple, doing exactly what I want that golden goat plant to do at this phase, at this time, at this stage. The pollen receiver plants have been dragged into the room. They are now kicking into flower. They're not too far in there, but they're starting to show me pre-flower. The feminized project is well underway. So here in, I don't want to say a time frame because you guys will hold me too closely to it. I may need a few days worth of leeway, some time here, some uh, some buffer zone. What's it called? A grace period. That's the word I'm trying to think of. I may need a brief grace period. However, the Lemon Jeffrey, Orange Gasm, Golden Goat Feminized, and many more fem seeds will be restocked here uh, in a short time. Uh, once again, short time to a breeder is not as much time. Uh, you guys are going to think it's been a long time, so be patient with me. They're coming. That's my point. Fem seeds are coming. Uh, the reversal is looking good. The golden goat that I sprayed uh, every third day for up to day 21 at 70% dilution is the one that made uh, that will make the most pollen. It looks like, in my opinion, uh, so far from what it looks like with my observations, but that is the one that appears to uh, be ready to make the most pollen. It worked. The silver was perfect, in my opinion. I did the mix just right, sprayed just right. I'm excited to get the fem seeds made for you guys because you guys have been asking for them for a long time. Uh, there are other fems, you guys. There are other fems that will be dropping very soon. Uh, I may not have said it on the show, but the Afterglow S1 will be available at seedsherenow.com. All right, where do we go from here? I've got one more long part that I want to ramble about in this podcast. Then we will wrap it up, go take some dabs and have a party. I was talking with a friend recently at an event, and we were talking about setting up a brand new grow. And as I was mentioning the parts, the needs, the components, uh, the instructions and details of a grow, I could watch my friend's eyes kind of turn into the back of their head and their face glazed over. And I saw them check out and I was like, you good, bro? And he's like, I can't afford half of the shit that you just mentioned. I don't have half that much time. And then I thought, you know, it shouldn't intimidate you. What I'm saying is how you grow top shelf, uh, cup winning, uh, medical grade, perfect weed. This is the best weed you can grow with all of these details. You don't have to start off growing cup winning championship weed. You should not start off growing cup winning championship weed. Nobody starts off as a black belt. Nobody starts off as a master. You've got to start off as a white belt in any craft in which you start. You got to be a beginner. 
uh, or you're going to fail later on. If you don't start off as a beginner, learn the basic steps, the fundamentals, you'll never get truly good at anything. So sometimes when I'm talking about all of the things that are needed to grow good cannabis, sometimes when I'm talking about all the equipment, the nutrients, the purchases, the cost of entry, uh, the time that it's going to require, the modifications and or adjustments to your home, that is for top shelf, grade A, award-winning, best cannabis you could possibly consume. You can grow some cannabis that you can smoke and enjoy with very minimal equipment, cost, setup, time, effort. The time, effort, energy, and equipment that you've got will produce cannabis. It may not be uh, the way that I describe it. You can put a lot of effort into it. So think about it this way. I'm 6'5", and I weigh about 190 pounds. I am super skinny. I obviously don't put a lot of time into beefing up. I'm not getting bulky. I got cardio for days. I'm strong enough for what I need to do. I don't want to get big and bulky. That's just not for me. Maybe one day, but that's never been a thing on my brain. I don't need to be huge. But then you look at Brock Lesnar, right? There's Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar puts a lot of time into being a big fucking dude. If Let's just say that we are going for elite muscular body types. Uh, if you are looking to win awards, you got to work out. You got to fucking take the steroids, do the push-ups, eat the protein, get the diet plan going. You got to get it all fucking in line if you want to look like Brock Lesnar. Uh, if you want the plants that look like Brock Lesnar plants, you need all of the nutrients, all the equipment, the best lights, the best seeds, the best soil. You also have to be in that grow space twice a day, checking on everything, making sure that everything is fed, making sure that every leaf that needs to be defoliated is defoliated, making sure that the stems and sticks are popped and twisted and everything's lollipopped. And if you're trellising, it's trellised correctly. You're in there twice a day. You're in there right when the lights come on. And then once again, right before the lights go off, you're in there doing work every single day. Or if you want to, you could grow some plants that look like me. They're tall, they're skinny, they're lanky, but they'll get the job done at the end of the day. You didn't have to spend a whole bunch of time in the gym, a whole bunch of time on a diet plan, and you'll accomplish the goal. But when you stand us next to each other, you'll go, that dude right there obviously spent more fucking time in the gym. And that guy was playing video games or recording podcasts or some shit over there. Definitely not in the gym lifting weights. That's definitely not me. You can see that and you'll see that in the grow. Now, with that being said, I, d I don't want you to start off being the best grower ever. I want you to start off with the equipment you can afford in the space that you can afford with the best light and the best genetics you can afford and then piece it together after that. Figure out how to control the light cycle in the room. Once you've got a space where you can control the light cycle, now you can focus on putting a light in there, putting some seeds in there, putting all of the better equipment in there. Then you grow a couple of crops, read a few books. Before you grow anything, read a book. Then as you grow, you'll experience problems and you'll see things. You'll see things you want to improve on. Keep reading more books, watch more podcasts, learn things. But just like any hobby, most, most people don't have the advantage, the blessing, the, uh, well, they just don't have the funding to go out and buy the best equipment for a brand new hobby. If you're going to start karate, if you're going to buy the drums, if you're going to buy baseball equipment, if you're going to get into hockey, if you're going to be a new podcaster, most of us don't have the blessings, the advantage to go and just buy the most expensive best shit, which is what we'd like to do for our grow room. That would be ideal. You just go to the grow store and you say, I want the best light, the best tent, the best fucking dehumidifier, the best soil, best nutrients, hit up Rasta Jeff, get the best genetics, get all the best shit. I understand we can't all do that. All of the best shit costs a lot of money. So get the best light, get a good tent, get a good environment, something in which you can control the light and dark cycles. That's going to be one of the main uh, elements which we need. Then after that, get a good light, then get good genetics. I don't, 
I'd recommend good seeds, but you can get clones. Clones are tried and true. Maybe your friend grew them, saved you a step already. You know they're good clones, but maybe also your friend selected some bullshit. Maybe you need to get some seeds and find the good shit, but spend the money on a good enclosure, uh, a good tent, build something somewhere you can c- control the light, the dark, and the environment then spend money on a good light, then good genetics. Then from there, everything else will come into place. You're going to need fans, dehumidifier, uh, something to control the uh, climate in the room, some sort of air exchange, a blower, uh, stuff like that, Uh, pH pin, nutrients. All that stuff will come in line, but buy the best uh, light and nutrients that you can get to start off with. Then as you get better, you will buy more things. If you were growing for production, if you're making a profit off of this, how about every time you harvest, you put a good portion of that harvest back into your grow space and into your skill. If you're able to pull a pound of okay weed this time, how about next time we pull a pound and a quarter of even better weed and the next time a pound and a half of even better weed and we work our way up until we're pulling three pounds of light of fucking top shelf, amazing, impressive weed in every grow. This isn't your last grow. This first time when we build this, This is your first grow. This is just the starting run. Get a bike with some training wheels, get a helmet, and just start training. You're going to crash a couple of times. Find out if you're even into it. Find out if you can dedicate the time, the energy, the space. Uh, It's a commitment. It's like getting a puppy, but at the end of it, you get to smoke it and take some dabs if you do it right. So you're going to have to spend some time, some energy, some love, some money, some adjustments into there. There are some commitments, uh, some sacrifices, some dedication to be put into these plants. So just like any other hobby you start, you don't need to start off with the best equipment. Uh, When I got into drumming, I've been playing the drums. I like to use the drums for a good example because I've been playing the drums uh, for over, I don't even want to say how many years. I feel old. I've been playing the drums for over 20 years, 25 years. Holy shit. Uh, I've had a drum set for over 25 years. When I bought my first drum set, I thought I knew exactly what I wanted. I thought I wanted this here, this here, these things here, this, this. I thought I wanted these pedals. Now... My drum set is nothing like what it was when I designed it when I was 15. I understand that my body, my physical uh, needs, my skill, uh, my setup for my body and my drums and my budget and my ability, it has all changed and evolved in so many ways that the idea of what I thought I was going to play, how I thought I was going to play, who, where, and when I thought I was going to play with, none of that is the same now. So my entire drum set is different. Also, my grow spaces have evolved dramatically. They also still continue to evolve seasonally. Every season, I change stuff. Uh, I've gotten to the point where I can see what's happening to the plants really quickly. I can make changes on the fly. I'm not afraid to make some changes and screw some shit up. So now I try to add or change or subtract or different, uh, adjust, modify, uh, change something almost every run, every other run, so that I can see where I can improve or see what products work or see what doesn't work. Sometimes, uh, if you've been following along, you you learned that last winter, I learned that I should not switch to LEDs right at the beginning of the fucking winter season. I went from my HBSs to brand new LEDs. The, like a week later, it was negative 17 degrees outside. There was no way to keep my grow space cold because the HPS lights that I had in there were doing that. So now I've learned not to switch that shit in the middle. But my grow space is always evolving, ever-changing, uh, new ideas, new equipment, just like my drum set, just like your guitar setup, just like your hockey gear, just like whatever you're into, all of our shit evolves. So when you're getting started, don't let all the stuff I talk about intimidate you. I say a lot of things. You need a light, a tent, uh, pots, soil, uh, a dehumidifier, possibly a humidifier, maybe an air conditioner, maybe a heater, 
uh, definitely some sort of extraction fan to remove humidity and heat from the room, then maybe a duct to pull fresh air into the room, then we need some sort of pH monitor, then we need an EC monitor, then we need all kinds of mixing equipment, then we need nutrients. Also, it'd be cool to have a VPD monitor in the room. There are so many things to think about. Then I'd like to add CO2 and a CO2 monitor. Then I want to build an auto watering system. And then I want to do this and then all of this. And then I'm going to talk about trichomes and terpenes and testing numbers and days and durations and fucking productivity of all kinds of things. But guess what? That's just because I've been doing it for a long time. Don't let all that shit intimidate you. Nature grows weed outside every year all the time without us. Nobody gets involved and that shit happens beautifully just the way that whatever you believe in, the way that nature, the way that jaw, the way that Buddha, the way that the flying spaghetti monster intended it to happen. Uh, that happens outside, so it can definitely happen indoors. Just let it happen. Screw it up as little as you can. Stay out of the way. And you don't need all the fancy shit. You can start off with a little bit of shit, build up as you go, and then I didn't start off with the greatest stuff. I had a little tiny light that kind of flickered sometimes when it came on. It hummed and made a weird noise, and I was afraid I was going to burn down the freaking house. Uh, I had a little tent that had light leaks. I put duct tape all over the light leaks. Uh, I grew two good rounds in that. The first one, we smoked all of it. The second run, I sold it and made enough money out of that second run. Allegedly, possibly, there was medical marijuana then, so this was legit, maybe, possibly. Uh, sold that second crop and bought another tent that was twice the size and bought another light, bought an air conditioner, bought a blower, and had two grow spaces now and turned one into a veg space, one into a flower space, started production. Then every time I would harvest another crop, I would just buy another piece of gear, another piece of gear, a better piece of gear. Uh, that piece sucks. Let's buy a new one when we harvest and get another one and just make a wish list. When you harvest, you're going to have some money if you do it right. Uh, you're either going to save the money you've been spending on product or you're going to flip some of it and make a profit. Reinvest in your business. Your grow is now your business, your hobby, your passion. Put some money into it. It's going to put some love back into you. Spend some energy, some time, some effort on it, and you will learn. You will grow. You will become a great grower. I was a white belt. I was brand new one day. Now I'm here teaching the community how to improve every day. So don't be intimidated. Don't be shy. Don't think that you have to set up the first grow. The first grow should not be a Ferrari. You wouldn't buy your kid a Ferrari for their first car. You get them a Pinto or a Pacer or some shit, right? Get that Pinto. Get that Pacer, bro. Crash a few times. Then get that F1 racer and fucking win the race. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts out there. I want to thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. I had a good time recording this show. I felt like I just started talking and suddenly it's been 30 something minutes later, uh, minus a few edits. Thank you. I do appreciate it. Also, thank you for all of the continued Patreon support. If you'd like to support the show, once again, it is patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. If you've got any questions, corrections, comments, concerns, constructive criticism, or negative feedback, I would love to hear from you. The email address for the show is at hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Reach out. Let me know what you think. If you've got show ideas, grow questions, feedback, you want to cuss me out, you want to tell me I'm awesome, send me a message. I will check that as soon as I can. Anything else, check out my website, iregenetics.com. There's a grow help tab there. There's a link to the Discord. And of course, there is a link to the merch store. Make sure you hit that merch store. Everything is on sale. If you are a part of the MailChimp newsletter, you got a discount code. If you're on Discord, you got a better discount code. And if you are a supporter on Patreon, you got an even better discount code based on your support level on Patreon. So check for those discount codes and check out the website. Get your shirts, stickers, hats, rolling trays, grinders, 
dab mats. There's all kinds of great shit on there. Go check it out. Grab yours before it's gone because we are going to blow it the fuck out this month. Huge deals, huge discounts. I've said more than enough. That is all I've got for you for this episode. You know I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a big shout out to my buddy Chicago Dabber. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.